Hi, and welcome to Get the Right Job. I'm Jeff Magnuson. In today's episode, we're going to talk about how to find and manage recruiters. And in part two, I will cover two more popular interview questions. But for now, let's start with how to manage recruiters. Now, the term recruiter when it comes to job searching is a very common term. So let's just break down the three different types to avoid confusion. So number one is obvious, but it's the human resources professionals. In some companies, these folks, aside from their other duties, are in charge of hiring new people into the company. It all depends. Some companies are different than others. For example, in large organizations, there are internal recruiters, essentially people on the payroll who work with HR, whose job it is simply to hire new people. This isn't needed in medium sized or smaller companies. And then the third group are external recruiters, or third party recruiters, or headhunters, or talent acquisition specialists, or executive recruiters, or talent search professionals. There's a, many different names by which they go by. For purposes of this episode, we'll just refer to them as external recruiters. So, what's the difference? The first two, HR and the internal folks, are usually on a salary by the company or they're consultants, but the point is, is that they're directly linked to the company. External recruiters are third parties. They are essentially vendors hired by the companies to find candidates for open positions. And these folks can work at large search firms, medium-sized firms, or they can be independent contractors. Their salaries, for the most part, or for a large part, are based on commission. They get paid substantially in some cases when they place a job seeker in a role, and they are not paid by the job seeker. They are paid by the company. It's usually based on a percentage of the first year base salary. This is important to know. So external recruiters work for the companies they represent, not the job seeker. And we'll revisit this later in the episode. The rest of this episode will focus just on those external recruiters. Some of the points, of course, will apply to other, the other two groups and more, but I'll mention that when we get to it so it's clear. So let's talk about the positives and the negatives of working with external recruiters. So first, the positives. If you engage with these professionals and they have your resume and there's an open position, there is very likely a 100% chance that your resume will be seen by the hiring manager at a company. The same cannot be said for when you're job searching on your own. So this is one way that you can really get visibility with the right decision maker at a company. Number two, often they have established relationships with hiring managers and or have intel on what kind of interview questions or things they may want to see, meaning the hiring managers want to see, during an interview. And this is incredibly valuable information. And third, they will help negotiate your salary and your benefits and vacation time and other things on your behalf so you don't have to do it directly with the company. Now, just a word of caution here. 
There is another episode just on salary negotiation and the things you should and should not say. And I absolutely encourage you to listen to that before engaging in any kind of salary discussion with anyone. So now the negatives. As I mentioned, they are only paid when they place you and they work on commission. So that inherently creates a conflict of interest. And what I mean is they want to place you in a role and you want to find a role that makes sense for you. Those are not always the same thing. And you have to be very, very careful when working with them because a lot of them may try to talk you into accepting a role so they can get paid. There are good players and there are bad players, just like in any industry. And I'm not suggesting that they're all going to act only in their own self-interest, but you have to act in your self-interest and take care of what you want. And if a job doesn't feel right, you absolutely can walk away. You are not obligated to sign with any company just so the recruiter can earn a commission. Keep that in mind. Number two, there are many of them out there. This particular industry has a low barrier to entry, which is simply a fancy way of saying anyone can jump in. Literally, if you have a laptop and you can set up a company for yourself, you can go out and try to find candidates for open positions. So the market is saturated with them. Why that in itself isn't a bad thing, the problem is it leads to many underhanded and shady tactics that sometimes go on because it's such a cutthroat business. And we'll come back to those in just a couple of minutes. So how do you connect with external recruiters? It's pretty simple. Either you reach out to them or they reach out to you. When you reach out to them, you can look for them on LinkedIn or through their company's website, just doing a Google search. There may not be a phone number, but there may be an email or there may be a form that you need to fill out. Go ahead and do it. All you're doing is trying to initiate a conversation with someone. Just keep in mind, they may not get back to you if they don't have any jobs that they are trying to fill at the current moment. You can always try again later. Alternatively, when your LinkedIn profile is optimized, it makes it easier for them and others to find you. And don't be surprised if you get emails out of the blue from recruiters, either to your LinkedIn site, to your personal phone, they may call you, or there's ways for them to find your work phone or your work email where they will reach out. It is 100% up to you if you want to engage with these folks. In the past, they've reached out to me when I was happily employed and I didn't even bother. Other times when I wasn't so happy, I took the call just to hear what they had to say. Totally up to you at all times. If you choose to engage with them, what will likely happen is, let's assume there is an open position and they have your resume. The next step would likely be they'll speak with you directly one-on-one. -on -one. And this is just a normal part of the process for them to get to know you a little bit and it should be easy. But keep in mind that your relationship with these external recruiters and anyone else in the process is a business relationship. They're not your career coach, they're not your mentor, and they're not your friend. They are agents for a company looking to place you and earn a commission. You have to keep that in mind at all times. During this conversation, the topics that likely would be talked about and are appropriate are your work history, obviously your resume, 
What are you looking to do next in your career? How far are you willing to commute and or relocate? And what would your salary requirements be, if applicable? Questions that you should not be discussing are anything personal. Your age, your race, your marital state, whether you have children, where you were born, things like that. Whether you own your home, all of those topics are off limits and are nobody's business. And be careful because some of them, when they're like, hey, tell me about yourself. You married? You know, you got kids? Where are you from originally? They may make it sound very conversational. Don't fall for it. It's none of their business. Even if they mean it in an innocent way, this is a business meeting and it's not for them to ask. Keep it professional. They have your resume. That's what you're there to talk about. So let's talk about a couple of other things to watch out for. They may reach out to you with a phony or non-existent role because what they're doing is trying to make a connection to build up their database. And this is really a waste of your time because you should really only be engaging with them either A, if you reach out to them, as I mentioned earlier, because you're job searching and you, you want to make them aware that you're available, or B, there really is a role. So if, if it sounds shady or if they're not being upfront with you, just cut off all communication. It's really that simple. Number two, you want to make sure in writing that they do not send your resume to any company without your express written consent, email is fine, for each role. This is really important because you don't want them sending it around to companies that you're not aware of or speaking on your behalf. Because if they're really aggressive or if they're not professional with other companies, that could reflect poorly on you and you'll have no idea. So every single role, they should be reaching out to you saying, hey, can I send your resume to ABC company? And you would write back, yes, thank you. Go right ahead. Every time. Any good recruiter will understand this. And finally, just like with any professional who you interact with, if they're pushy, or rude, or unprofessional, you don't have to deal with them. You can end the relationship. You are in charge of these discussions. You control the relationship. Yes, some of them are a little bit, as I said, some of them are a little bit more savvy, a little bit more aggressive because they've been doing it for so long. They need you more than you need them. You control the conversation. You control the relationship. If you don't like the way it's going, move on, as there are plenty of others, as I said, who are professional and who genuinely want to create win-wins for all parties. Part two, two more interview questions. So today we'll cover the question, why do you want to work here? And why do you want to leave your current job? The beauty of why do you want to work here is that it's a very popular question And you can prepare a thoughtful answer ahead of time and then deliver it during your interview to help you stand out from other candidates. And even if you don't get this question directly, you can always tack it on to the end of your resume walk. Good hiring managers want people who want to be there. So when you show genuine interest and you show that you took the time to research the role in the company, That will go a long way with the right person. One example of an answer can be, you know, it's been a great three years at ABC. 
but I'm interested in XYZ because I really believe in the products you make, and that's important to me at this point in my career. Not to mention the fact that your company has had tremendous growth over the last three years, and I really want to be a part of bringing new products to market. This role will also allow me to formally manage a team and work to set the strategy as well as manage the day-to-day business, which I have extensive experience in from my previous roles. That's it. Something along those lines. This is obviously a hypothetical answer, but you want to talk about the company and talk about the role and not only why it excites you, but what you can do for the role and, of course, subsequently, the company. The second question, why do you want to leave your current job? This question I did a video on on TikTok, and it is by far the most viewed video out of all of my videos on there as of today. The responses have been pretty passionate on both sides based on my video and and my opinion on this question. My opinion is, is that this is a very weak and presumptuous question. Because the interviewer, if you're asked this question, is assuming that you absolutely want to leave your current job, when that may not be the case. Perhaps you're there simply because the company you're interviewing at looks interesting and you have a genuine interest in the role in the company. But you're not just going to take a job sight unseen, you're there to learn more. And that's what interviewers seem to forget. Additionally, it doesn't matter why you want to leave. It's a totally different role in a totally different company. It's irrelevant. But what they're trying to do is see how you answer it, which is really sneaky on their part, to be honest with you. Because almost everyone knows, and if you don't know, that's okay. Now you're going to know. You don't want to badmouth your previous company or your colleagues or your manager even if they deserve it. It doesn't translate well. It doesn't, remember, the interviewers don't know you. So you don't want to come in there talking poorly about any of your past roles. Again, even if it's deserved, you want to stay upbeat and positive. So a lot of times they use this question just to see how you will answer, which I argue, how does that help them with the needs that they have in the role they're trying to fill? I think it's a wasted question, but that's not in our control. The way we answer it is. So there's two different ways to answer it. Number one, you can say, I'm not necessarily looking to leave my role. I saw this job description. I really like the company, and I wanted to come in to learn more to see if it's a fit for both sides. Very simple, very honest. The other way to answer it is to say, You know, it's been a great three years at ABC. I've learned a lot. I've met tremendous people, but I really want to keep growing professionally. And I think the role here that will enable me to manage people and help set the strategy and really manage a larger portfolio of products will help me succeed in that short-term goal. And that's really what it's about for me. The point is stay positive, talk about how their company has potentially what you're looking for, and just downplay the fact that there's anything wrong with your current role. People change jobs all the time, and even more so now than in the past. It's totally fine. So just be honest with them, but do it in a thoughtful and professional way, and you'll be fine. 
So that's it for this episode. I appreciate you listening. If you have any questions or comments, please visit jeffmagnusonconsulting.com and you can drop me a line through my website. I'll see you at the next episode.